0: Welcome to Pull Up The Tape Podcast, the podcast that keeps you connected by providing all the hottest and most current takes in the world of sports. This podcast is a full version of today's episode. Lastly, share this podcast with anyone you know that loves basketball, boxing, football, MMA, and soccer. It's greatly appreciated. Happy listening and enjoy the episode. Ah! My name is Michael DeLue, today is Thursday, April 21st, 2022, episode 94 of Pull Up The Tape. Let's pop it, it's time to politic, let's just jump right into it. So the Celtics beat the Brooklyn Nets, 114-107, to 107. and let me first start off by saying the notion that I'm supposed to be, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to not like the Boston Celtics because I'm a Laker fan. I think it's complete bullshit. Like that's forty-year-old beef from like the fucking eighties. Like, yeah, I feel like the last time we even played the Celtics in the playoffs was twenty ten, and we beat them, niggas. Okay, We played them in two thousand eight. We lost, but the last time we played, we won. I don't have any. I don't. I don't. I don't think this takes away from me being a Laker fan. That I'm rooting for the Celtics and I want them to actually win. And like, truthfully, like, aside from being a, like, how could you not like this team? Or how how could you not like this team? There's no egos. They go out. They play hard-nosed defense. They they they're riding for each other. Like they it, it, they they communicate amazingly on both ends of the floor. Like this this team is incredible to watch. And look, first thing I want first thing I want to point out is like this team this team has that like I don't want I don't I don't want to I don't want to call them championship. Like they I don't want I don't want to say old. I feel like they're one of, let's say, three or four teams in the NBA that can honestly win a championship this season. But they yesterday, in watching the game and watching them like, you know, bring the game home, it just made me think, man, this team has the championship blueprint, the championship DNA within them. They get quality minutes from everyone who steps on the court. They get quality minutes from everyone who steps on the court. They're never flustered. They're never wavered. They can turn it around. They can increase the the intensity at any point of the game. And that's what they did. The Celtics were down by 17 points yesterday. 17 points yesterday. The Celtics were down by 17 points yesterday and somehow still found a way to win the fucking game. That, like, even when I was watching the game, I was like, ah, it's not looking too pretty. And, but even, even... Even the whole time that I was watching the game, I was like, okay, because of how good and how locked in the Celtics are defensively, they can easily go on a run, like a 14-0 run, and then that's what happened. The Celtics went on a run, and then just, just like that, it was a close game again, and then towards down the stretch, the Celtics just imposed their will on the game, imposed their will on Kevin Durant, imposed their will on Kyrie Irving, made it known, like, you guys are not going to beat us. You guys are not going to beat us. Like, this is not happening. And... I want everybody to understand. Like the, the Celtics just went two up in the two up two zero in the series. The Celtics are playing without their best defender, Robert Williams, bro. If Robert Williams was on the court, oh my god. KD thought he had problems. Now, oh, he'd have way more problems, way more problems. Look, oh man, just a great, great team win by the Celtics, top to bottom. Look, look, listen to this. The Celtics played. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight dudes. Eight dudes stepped on the court for the Boston Celtics yesterday. Only one guy didn't score in double digits, and that was Derek White. He scored two points. The rest of them, Jalen Brown, 22. Jason Tatum, 19. Grant Williams, 17. Al Horford, 16. Daniel Tice, 15. Marcus Smart, 12. And Peyton Pritchard, 10. Peyton Pritchard had big buckets in the fourth quarter, nigga. Hell yeah. Look. Bro, that's that's a team win. That is a team win, top to bottom. The Nets would never win like that. The Nets can never can't win like that. You see what I just said? I said what? Seven dudes scored in double digits. That's unheard of, and only eight guys played. That's unheard of. Hey, email Joker. Great coach, bro. Has the Celtics playing the best basketball I've ever seen them play? Since Jason Tatum walked into the league, I, I've never seen the Celtics operate on this level, even under Brad Stevens. Never, I've never seen that shit. Email e- e- Doka, and this is his only his first year as a head coach, and I don't know, man, because I'm I'm thinking about it, man. The Celtics might easily be in the in the Eastern Conference Finals because I don't know how long of an injury that that um Chris Middleton sustained, but he. He sprained his MCL. I don't know exactly what, what the timeline or what the timetable could, could be for that. He could miss the rest of the playoffs. He could miss just the next whatever the case may be. But, man, hey, man, the Celtics is looking dangerous, man. the, like, the you guys just understand the Celtics won a game where Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum didn't, didn't dominate? They did not dominate. They had pretty – I don't want to say – they have pedestrian numbers, but I can never call them. I, I can never call. They have pedestrian numbers, but I can never call their performance projection because I know for a fact they were competing on the defensive end, bro. They, Bro, the Celtics are going to compete. The Celtics have, have no fear, bro. The Celtics, the Celtics, honestly, every time they step on the court, that man, oh my God, oh my God. The Celtics, when they step on the court, they feel like they can beat and run anyone off the fucking court. They don't care if they're down by 20, they don't care if they're like it doesn't matter what the case may be, the Celtics feel like in any situation they can win the game because on any given on majority of nights except for like maybe two different they are the best team in the NBA this whole this calendar year. I feel like the Celtics have only lost like 6 times. From January to now, I feel like the Celtics have only lost 6 times. I feel like Celtics have the best calendar record this year. The Celtics are here, and KD's finding out the hard way. Let me, let me, let me talk about the Nets because I got some shit to say. Oh my God, this shit don't even make no sense. Okay, look. So we all know that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and over and like like that Marshall and over 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 and over. That's literally what Steve Nash is doing. He just keeps playing KD and Kyrie over 40-plus minutes and expects them to be able to, each of, each of them put up, uh, combine for 70 points. That's not going to beat the fucking Celtics. It's not. It's not going to work. It's not, And it, it hasn't worked, and it's not going to work moving forward. And, and somebody would have told me. If somebody would have told me yesterday, Michael, Bruce Brown is going to score 23 points. Goran Dragic is going to score 18 points. Seth Curry is going to score 16 points. And the Nets are still going to lose. I would have been like, hey, ain't no way, bruh. Ain't no fucking way, bruh. Are you kidding me? And then somehow, they still find a way to lose. Look, it's simple. The Celtics' game, defensive game plan is to pressure and blitz KD and Kyrie every single time they get the ball and force them into tough, contested shots. And they... and I don't know. And then you know part part of part of also what's working is not only are they forcing him into tough contested the shots, they are they are stifling them. Like the same thing was happening yesterday. I was seeing KD just turn the ball over with dumbass passes, just getting ripped and I'm like, "Bro, there's one time where 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 Kevin Durant is, is performing his move on Jason Tatum. Bro, Jalen Brown creeps up from behind and just and, and just snatched that bitch. Snatched that bitch and then went on a break, body Kyrie and got the lay. Lay. I, I was watching that shit like, man, oh man. I ain't, I, hey, hey, I ain't, I never, ever, I ain't never, ever, ever, ever seen you act like this, Jalen Brown. That nigga, hey, oh my God. So, hey, Celtics are hanging out. No, the Celtics are sending a message to everyone. <laughs> hey, everyone we can we can fluster and throw anyone off their game. Hey, all the teams in the Eastern Conference should be afraid. Now, yeah, should be afraid. Should be afraid of what the the Boston Celtics and what they man man Grant Williams, bro. Robert Williams still ain't even back. Robert Williams still ain't even back, man. He bring, bro. They get that man on the court, that's a, it's a different story. It is a different story. KD was You know, the the craziest thing is I I just never in a thousand years imagined that as bad as KD played in in game one, he would play even worse the second game. KD was four of 17. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm really finna rip. KD was four of 17. all All of 10 from the field in the second half. KD didn't even score a... Bro, the only bu- the only points KD scored were at the free throw line. In open play, KD didn't score a single bucket in the second half. Who the fuck would have thought that was even possible? Like, we we're literally, like, I- I've never seen this before. Like, like the paradigm is just shit because I have never even ex- expected or anticipated even seeing Kevin Durant play this bad. This shit is great. Kyrie Irving, bring that ass here, boy. Four of thirteen from the field, bro. In the second half, both of them combined were one of seventeen. What the fuck is the field goal percentage on that? What is that? What is that? And it, just overall, Katie and Kyrie combined for eight of thirty for thirty-seven points. And I and I, I've always said from the start, from the start of the playoffs, from the, from every from the, from the jump. KD and Kyrie have to both go for 30 every game for the Nets to even have a chance to win. They both have to go for over 30 for the Nets to even have a chance to win. In ter- to, to even, no, not even to, have to win. For the chance to win. To actually win 35 to 40, each of them, every fucking night. A- a- awesome. Awesome. LeBron and, and Kyrie shit in 2016. That's what they need to do for them to win. Because and I don't even think that would be even, even, even possible, because the the Celtics are, are, nigga, nigga, the Celtics got, bro, the Celtics got Kyrie and KD on probation, nigga. They are strapping up. They got both these niggas on probation, locked down 247, nigga, solitary confinement. They are strapping that one of look, and it's so crazy that this is happening. After Tracy McGrady goes on uh, Club Shay Shay and said, Oh, they're the most skilled duo ever. They're the most skilled. Nigga, how about making some fucking shots? How about making some fucking shots? Make some shots. I don't give a fuck how skilled you are. Make some shots, nigga. Fuck. God damn. KD picked that. Uh, uh, KD picked an incredible time to have the worst playoff game of his career. Bravo, KD. Bravo, most skill my ass. Make some fucking shots, nigga. Make some shots. They got you niggas on Rockers Island locked up, nigga, in a fucking cage. Make some fucking shots. What the fuck? I, I, I honestly couldn't believe what the fuck I was watching. What? Shit is absurd. Oh, my God. So now, now, um. Now the series, the Celtics are the Nets are down 2-0. The Nets are down 2-0. I don't think the series is over. I'm not going to say, oh, it's over. Whatever. Because I've seen, I've seen, I've seen team co- teams come back from this. I've seen. Ky- I mean, even though Kyrie did have LeBron. Kyrie, Kyrie and LeBron came down, came back from down 3-1. Just last year in the finals, the, the Bucs were down 0-2. Um, the Nets even around before that, the the Bucks were down 0-2 against the Nets. So I don't think it's unheard of or it's it's a foregone conclusion like oh this shit is over or any any or anything anything along those lines, but this is not good. This is not good. Hey hey! hey, hey. Yo say hey hey yo hey, hey, who's gonna what's gonna happen? Ben Simmons is gonna come and save the day? Yeah fucking right. Get the fuck out hey hey, Hey, niggas was killing me because I said, oh, oh they, oh, they shouldn't play. Oh, you you mean to tell me Ben Simmons is gonna save the day. They need Ben. ben please, Ben Simmons, please complain. Please, we need you. Get the fuck out of here. Psych, nigga. Psych. You thought. Fuck out of here. Next. Next topic. So we got we got Debo Samuels, who was trending all yesterday. Um for very well, not even for various reasons. For one reason, it was reported that he wanted a trade from he's he, he's he's essentially done with the 49ers. Um and I get I guess the new thing for all these Hollywood ass niggas is to go on their Instagram and either delete or archive all the pictures of them with this with the team they're playing for, which is so fucking weird to me. But I mean, hey, I guess, whatever. Um and it was reported that he actually requested a trade a week ago. And the contract talks have, like, died, died, died. Like, it, it's, it's done. Like, it, there haven't been any 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 negotiations between his camp and the 49ers since then. He wants a new deal, and I'm assuming this is after seeing Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill get new deals. And, um, yeah, I mean, first, of, like, and let me, get into, let me get into the stats of last year. Last year, he had a career year. He had 1,405 yards receiving. He had six touchdowns uh, rushing. He had 365 three hundred sixty five yards, and he also had eight touchdowns. So, 14, 14 touchdowns and um, more than 1,700 all-purpose yards, which is really, really good. But Debo has uh, he, Debo's got one year on his rookie deal, and he wants a new deal, which um, I, I, I can understand why he wants that. But I just – I definitely feel like and – I, and I was arguing with my homie AD about this yesterday. Um, it just seems like nowadays, like, it's just too, so many – so many of these, ho- like, Hollywood I, – like, I, I don't even understand why he's – like, he's going hard right now and he wants a new deal. But truthfully, he has no leverage. He has no leverage. He's only had one – Extremely productive season in the NFL. The season before that, he was injured. He missed like the fucking 10 games. So I I it blows my mind when when like it's just like to the team, it, it like okay, if I was a GM, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing, I'm not taking this. I'm not I'm not he's not gonna stronghold me into offering him a new contract because he had one one great season. Like and regard like at the end of the day no one is bigger than the team, no one, no, like, every, every player, every player, like, any, every elite player can get, like, any, any team can wow you with an offer, and, like, you will have to take that, like, if if a team offers them two first-round picks, and, and and a player, or whatever, like, you take that shit, like, it is what it is, like, I, I don't, I don't see this as a situation where, oh, the 49ers have to, like, no, no, my thing is, Debo Samuels is a great, great, great football player, but you have to think about these things logically, like, in terms of in terms of like what actually makes sense it doesn't make sense it like if Debo Samuels goes out and does the exact same thing next year like nigga we could agree to a contract extension during like as soon as the regular season ends midway through the reg- like whatever the case may be but no you only have one elite season like you look Devontae Adams got the contract that he got because he's been one of the he's been, if not the best receiver, one of the best receivers for the past four seasons. Tariq Hill got the contract he got because the same exact fucking thing. Like, we have to be realistic. We have to make like, come on now. Like, I know people are like, I, I'm all for players getting their money, but it and you it has to make sense for both sides. You can't just, you can't like. We're, we're starting to see a lot of players like, oh, trying to stronghold teams. into oh, I want this. One. Like, for example, you mean, look, look, I, I I I cannot condone what the Packers and Chiefs did. You pay Devontae Adams and you pay Tyreek Hill. Simple. Debo Samuels, bro Debo, bro, Debo Samuels is about to enter his fourth year in the league. The past four years, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill have both put up 1,000 and like almost 10 touchdowns each, each season. That's a no-brainer. Pay that nigga. Debo Samuels, it, it's no. Same thing with the whole Kyler Murray situation. Like, this shit doesn't make any sense. I understand it like losing Debo Samuels initially is gonna hurt the San Francisco 49ers offense, but it is what it is. You can't be stronghold by players that with, with these unrealistic ass expectations it's oh wanting to be paid when it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make niggas will hate me as a GM. Because I, I I I I sit it down to them logically. My, my, my personal opinion is the 49ers should cash in on Debo Samuels. He is one of the best playmakers in the NFL. Like, just just look at look, look at the situation. The touchdowns he scored in the playoffs against the Cowboys and the Rams were incredible. Like, he got the ball, and then the next thing I know, he was in the end zone. Like, the this shit, this shit was incredible. He is a great player. If you guys cannot come to some sort of agreement... It is what it is. No, no one is bigger than the team. Any player can be traded. At the end of the day, it is all a business. They, the what, the GM and the head coach need to act in the best interest of the team. If it doesn't make sense financially, the numbers don't make sense. The timing isn't right, and you guys can't come to some sort of agreement. Trade his ass. Great. There's, there's been players that are better than there's imp- players that are better than Debo Samuels that got traded. Devontae Adams got traded. Jalen Ramsey got traded. Uh. Players get, elite players get traded all the time. It is what it is. We see it in every sport. You can't come to agreement. It is It is what it is. Time to part ways. And I honestly feel like Debo, specifically, I'm not going to say he's wrong in this situation, but he can't ask for top, for top receiver money after one year of elite production. Fuck no. What? But that's just what I think. That's just my two cents. I, I don't know much. You know, I've just only been watching football for the past 20 years of my life. But hey. It is what it is. With that being said, my name is Michael Dulu. This is, concludes episode 90... I want to say... What is this? What is this? 94 of what the tape. You already know... Hey, you already know how we rocking at the end of the episode. You feel me? Long live my brother. Long live my brother. Long live Pop. Whoa. Long live Nip. Long live Mac Miller. Long live Kobe. Long live Gigi. All that. Hey, free Push Isty, nigga, free the real. Free Chef G. I'm out this... Bit.